0: G'day and welcome to the Ball Boys Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Today we are talking some drafts, the 2022 Ball Boys Big Board. Let's go! G'day and welcome to the Ball Boys Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Today, we are talking the 2022 Big Board. We're talking draft. And as always, I'm joined by my good friend, the co-host of the podcast, Callum Mack. How are you, man?
1: Um, yeah, well, I love diving into the draft. Uh, we did well last season. I think it uh, was, was our first season really covering the draft and, and we definitely had some good picks. So, yeah, another year. Let's go.
0: Yeah, it's, um, it's always a fun time of year. I love speculating and sort of getting ahead of the curve. <laughs> and, you know, I love my dynasty fantasy. So, it's a, good, it's a good way to get stuck into it and get ahead of everyone else and um, and sort of get excited about the young crop of NBA players coming into the league. And uh, we're going to get stuck straight into it. We're going through our big board today. We are only doing the top 14 picks. So, the lottery um, for this one. Next week, the draft Uh, lottery happens, so we will, by the time we record our next podcast, know where teams are picking and we will be coming out with our mock drafts, our mock lotteries, the uh, entire first round mock drafts, so we'll be able to put these names a bit more attached to certain teams, but for now, we're just ranking on what we think of each of the prospects and and, and how we're going to go from there and uh, discussing a bit more in detail about these these guys and what we think about them and and where they'd be suited to, to NBA teams. So I'll, I'll throw it over to you here, Cal. I want you to go through. We've got a couple of tiered systems here. Now, you can take these tiers for how how you like. Um, you and I both have a slightly different sort of tiered system. You've got three tiers in our, in our lottery. I've got actually five with a few other breaks earlier on. Um, but talk me through your tier one and and how many are in tier one and 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 the rankings in order of which you would uh, you know, if you had a blank slate, you'd be drafting these players.
1: Um, yeah, so I think I think similar to last year, we added tier. I think both of us had a tier one that was um four or five players. So similarly, I've got five players in this tier one, um, and, and I really think, um, I, I guess there probably is maybe two or three players that more are. The number one pick so far, but I, I do see the guards in in Ivy and Sharp as um also. I, I think their ceiling is up there as well, so for that reason, I've kind of included them in this tier. Um, so for that reason, um, I, I, I've gone with um Jabari Smith as as my number one. Yeah, um, I I think he is the most solid player that you can have um in the draft. Personally, I think he's a walking twenty and ten. He is efficient he can do everything he's versatile on uh, for a big man yep. as well. He's really I think he's probably the safest pick as well which is why this I do have quite a bigger tier one. Um, I think just probably getting the safest pick of all of them makes sense for a number one pick you want someone that can be a core piece uh, for obviously a very long time.
0: Yeah, I, I would definitely agree with him being the safest pick, and um, he definitely features quite highly in my rankings. Uh, before I, I go through mine, go, go, let's go through the rest of your your top five in order, so that the uh, everyone listening, watching the video can see. But anyone who's to the podcast knows who who you've got ranked and in what order. So um,
1: I've got Paolo uh, Banchera as my number two. I then have Jaden Ivey, the the guard. Um, as my third
0: pick, potentially Shaden Sharp.
1: Yep, go on. Another guard as my fourth pick, and then Chet Holgrim as my fifth. All in that first tier.
0: Yeah, right. Okay, fair enough. I'll, I'll go through my one. So my my tier one is a little bit different. I've only got two players in in the tier one. These are probably the only two players that I would consider taking for the first overall pick. Um, regardless of the team that's there. Um, and in though in that tier one, I've got number one. Um, which we will discuss quite shortly. I've got Chet Holmgren as my, my number one man. Um, who is obviously your number 5 guy so a little bit of a difference in opinion there
1: um and Look still and- in tier 1 and, and I and I think he is obviously number 1 pick worthy uh, yeah. I'm just not quite as high but I'm you know please please go on
0: yeah and then uh, and then I've got uh, I've got Jabari Smith Jr at number 2 who are my two tier 2 uh, sorry two tier 1 players um I'll, I'll give you a sneak peek of my next tier which is tier 2 I do have uh Paolo Boncaro and Jaden Ivy sitting in that next tier at three and four, so um, with the exception of Shade and Sharp, which we, we might cover a bit later, um, our, our top tiers—you know—that grouping of that top four or five players are very similar. Um, I guess the probably the biggest difference, and we'll touch it on now. Chet Holmgren—he's um, a uh, look. I can totally kind of understand that we would have a difference in opinion here because he's such a—he's um, such a weird prospect, isn't he? Like he's—he's he's super unique. Um, He's obviously someone who is, um, he's, you know, he's got his criticisms, obviously the skinniness comes to mind and, um, you know, the self-creation and obviously the lack of strength and, and there's question marks. He, he moves kind of awkwardly a little bit uh, up and down the floor, but um, what, what are your thoughts and, and, and your reasoning as to putting him down at a, at a fifth in, at the bottom of this first tier? Um, I think
1: he is. He may be somewhat limited in the NBA game. Um, but we saw him block a lot of shots in college. Um, he, I still think he'll get a reasonable amount of blocks in the NBA. But that being said, it, whatever he's in the post, I think he's just going to get bullied. He's way too small, and even when he's out in the perimeter, he's obviously not a stopper either. Even though he can move his feet reasonably well, so from that point of view, I think still he still probably is a net negative um really in any kind of one on one situation. Help defense, yes, positive. Um, but I think one-on-one is not really um that stopper that that kind of like everyone's been jumping on his bandwagon for. Um but look, he can shoot. I I do like his shooting. Um he's got a bit of a fader post-up game as well, which I do like. I tend to um probably compare him I feel like Kristap's Pozingis has been thrown out there. That makes a bit of sense. But it does post up a bit more, I think, as well. So maybe even maybe even like a power Gasol because um, he was also yep, quite I an like intense player. Chet does bring a lot of intensity, which I do appreciate that in his game as well. Yep. Um, but but that being said, I, I still think probably the other guys in this tier, I, I just think that they're that overall ceiling to carry a a franchise is just a bit better. Um, While I still think Chet is probably more of like a core piece, he probably isn't a number one. So that's why he's probably slid a bit further down in my tier one list.
0: Yeah. You you bring up a really good point here. And um, obviously this is the second time or yeah, the second year that we've um, heavily covered the draft. We did, we did cover the draft um, a few years ago, but maybe not quite in as much detail as we have this year and past and, and last year but even just comparing this draft to previous seasons in my opinion i don't see anyone in this draft as like a as like a number 1 like a I know we're using tears in this situation, but like a like a franchise cornerstone player. I, I don't know if I see that in this draft. Whereas last season, you, you have someone like a Cade Cunningham, um, even maybe to a lesser extent, uh, like an Evan Mobley. Those kind of players I can see being that like number one franchise, give them the ball, clear out, go to work kind of thing. And I don't know if I see that in this class. I think all of these players... Uh, like the second best player on a championship team. I think Chet Holmgren, you know, say for example, I would love to see him get drafted by the Houston Rockets, you know, and have that defensive presence and be that number two guy next to a Jalen Green who's like the main offensive weapon, but he's obviously the best, you know, we see that kind of blueprint. It, with a lot of guys like an Anthony Davis, or or even like throwback guys like Kevin Garnett, um, you know, somewhat you mentioned Paul Gasol, who's like the second best player, but the best defender on the team. They're high IQ basketball players. Um, they've got they fit in a lot of schemes because he's able to space the floor. He's got really good passing instincts. Um, so he's he's a very scalable player, and he's he's going to be able to fit on a lot of different systems. But in saying that. The, the knock is on him, he's not going to be the guy that you just throw the ball to and, and expect a bucket because he's his offense and self-creation is behind that. So I, I have him number one, but I'm not. I'm still not expecting him to be the quote-unquote go-to guy. Um, and as long as I think you have that expectation and, and you know what you're going to get and what you want from him, I still think that the value that he'll bring to the team compared to these other guys is is the best. Now, you might think differently on someone like a Jabari Smith or Paolo Boncaro. Um, J- Jabari Smith is probably the one, and again, he's in that tier one with him that I could potentially see make that jump. But I'm still bringing him... Like, if we mesh this draft together with last year's draft, he's still behind those other guys in terms of my confidence in them taking the franchise and and running with it. Um, so that's, that's sort of an overall thought on this draft, but... Um, I do really, I, I find it hard to compare here. I'm not too worried about the size. I think obviously we have this criticism for a lot of players, a lot of big guys. It takes time for them to fill out, but most of the time they do. You, you think of, I know he probably won't do this, but you think of Giannis when he was drafted, he was this skinny kid. Um, you know, someone like Evan Mobley was super thin. He's worked out fine. Chris Porzingis. He's filled out. All these guys get bigger. Um, uh, Anthony Davis was super skinny coming out of, uh, out of college. So, um, I'm not too worried. Um, also, I want to give a comp to all the guys that we're going to talk about today, and, and I want to get your thoughts on these. Um, I'll give you an, a new school comp and an old school comp. My my new school comp for, for him is Evan Mobley, you know, someone who um, can hit the jumper a little bit. He's got good passing instincts. He's a very versatile defender. Maybe not quite as mobile and good at guarding not, the perimeter. Not the defender. Yeah, mm. maybe not the perimeter defense that Mobley has, but definitely the inside interior. He's probably even higher than Mobley in my opinion. Um, obviously, the the size and the the frame is pretty similar. And that my old school comp is this is a bit of a throwback a uh, uh, Ralph Sampson who played for the Houston Rockets back in the day. Now he he had a few injuries that kind of um, uh, hurt his career after his first few years, but his first few years it, with um, uh, with the Rockets, he was. Um, he was putting up a lot of blocks and a lot of threes. Um, he's probably a more efficient player than, uh, than a Ralph Sampson and probably has a higher ceiling. But uh, those are the two guys that come to mind. What, what are your thoughts on, on those comps?
1: Um, yeah, look, I like the comps as well. I think that's reasonable. I, I kind of like a Chris Bosh kind of comp as well. Um, I don't know if he's
0: got the offensive Bosh, though. The Boshes was more of a, a scorer than I think Chet will be.
1: Oh um, uh, yeah, sorry, sorry. I, I thought you were um, talking about Jabari. Oh yeah, sorry, um, sorry, sorry, sorry. No, Chet, Chet. Yes, well, um, I definitely agree on that point. Chet doesn't have the scoring potential. Um, I, I still think Kristaps is probably the best. Um, just, I, I guess it's maybe the appearance. He's just a bit more intense. I can see that. Um, a bit of a flashback to when Chris Tups was was drafted by um I think it was yeah Phil Jackson drafted him and then he had a quote earlier in his rookie season saying he reminded him of um I think it's Sean Bradley yeah,
0: that was it, who yeah. got
1: derailed by injuries in yeah. his career and then pretty much said he thought the same happened to Kristaps. And and it looks like that's kind of where we're headed. So interesting take. Yeah <laughs> Chet has a similar body so I think you have to be maybe a little bit worried um what what kind of if he does put on weight if there is some injury risk uh, with him moving forward. And I did take that into mind when I did um, put him at my number five pick.
0: Yeah, fair enough. Uh, Look, yeah, I mean, I find it hard to project health in a player, um, especially you know, this early in the season. If they haven't shown any injuries in the previous uh, level, then um, yeah, I'm not taking too much of that into consideration unless they've got a history. The only thing I would say about that, uh, Kristaps' comparisons, I think he's a much better defender than Kristaps. Probably not quite the shooter that Kristaps was coming out and and maybe also a much better facilitator and passer than Kristaps. So um, I would actually say that he's got a higher ceiling than than Kristaps Bazingas, um, but by a somewhat significant margin Uh, but let's let's go on and talk about the next guy your number one my number two jabari smith jr we both probably are pretty in line and thinking i think with this one i think he's the safest pick in this draft and if i was if i had any question marks over chet i would be very happy to select jabari smith um and i think he fits pretty much any team in the nba uh prototypical four man Uh, i'll throw some comps your way um I have got well, a
1: I've already had Chris Bosch. That Chris Bosch Chris is my Bosch. Jabari
0: Smith. Um yeah, I think that's pretty reasonable. But yeah, go on. My favorite one is um this is my old school comp. He's he reminds me of a six foot ten Ray Allen. Um <laughs> which is <laughs> is kind of scary to think about. Um obviously we we remember Ray Allen and romanticizing. He's like the second leading time uh three point uh shooter in NBA history. He'll probably get, you know, taken over by a fair few of the modern NBA players, but you know, he's got that like Really nice um, high release shot. Uh, and Ray Allen early on in his career was was pretty good at getting to the rim as well. Um, he's he's decently decent at defending. The the modern day comp I've got Jason Tatum with a little bit of an asterisk to say that maybe he's not quite as good off the dribble as Tatum, and maybe not quite as a facilitator. So um, a little bit less keen on that one there. But but I do like my uh, six foot ten Ray Allen comp. What are, what are your thoughts there?
1: Um, yeah, it's interesting. Um, obviously, Ray Allen back in his youthful days, I think it was the Bucks. He, he was super athletic, got to the rim a lot, and then really became into a shooter later in, into his career. Yeah. Um, Jabari Smith,
0: he's probably um, more look, he's of a super shooter versatile.
1: Already. Uh, I think it would be great even like a small ball lineup. You can go small with him at the center, um, and, and that really does suit this day and age. This league is really going in that direction. So, But he can also stretch the court, play the four. You can play it big. Um, he really, yeah, he's just a prototypical. He's such a safe bet. I, I think he's a walking 20 and 10 yeah. every night. And, and, and I will say the one thing he probably really does need, um, which we kind of saw in, in the college tournaments, he, he, he was carrying his team, but he didn't really have great guards. And and they did find it quite difficult to get him hit the shots that he needed. So I think at this point, he, unless he does get a bit better in terms of shot creation, um, you, you really would want to pair him with a, a pretty good um, veteran point guard or, uh, pass first facilitating point guard to really make sure you're getting the most out of him.
0: Yeah, like I would love to see him on Detroit with Cade. I think that that like if I'm if I'm them at number one pick, I'd take him over Chet Holmgren. So um, that's the reason that I'd have them in the same tier because I could see depending on the team that's drafting at that spot, I'd be happy to take either one of them. Would you say the same for the rest of your five? Like, do you think that it's like team dependent? And and if you're I think a- it is, and,
1: and that's why I've got such a big tier. Wow. I think it really is team dependent. Yeah, um, okay. You might find someone who just wants to play the winning game and go over Shaden Sharp, um, just because of that that potential. I- it, you mentioned before you don't think anyone's the number one option. Potentially, that Shaden Sharp is that number one option. He was the maybe. best prospect coming into college. Um, and and that's why I've got a bit of hype around him. But, um, or even a, a Jaden Ivy, maybe this one. They can want to get a guard. They don't quite believe in Holgram as, as much as I do. He's super athletic. Maybe that could blossom into something. So, um, yeah.
0: Okay, let's let's go on to the next guy that you've got, and my number three guy as well. I've actually, I've been toing and froing. I, I with Jade and Ivy and Paolo Bencaro, Um, I've been flip flopping these guys for weeks now. Um, I, I had Ivy up above him for a while, and then the the tournament came around, and, and there was a lot of buzz around Pencaro, uh, Bencaro. I was kind of fighting it for a little while. But I think he's probably a safer bet than Jaden Ivey. I just I see I see some red flags with Ben Caro. I'm I'm a little worried about the defense and the effort. I'm worried that he's not a, a super explosive athlete, and I'm I I think his game kind of like almost requires that. He's obviously strong and physical, and he's got a great you know he's six foot ten, you know two hundred fifty pounds, but He's not someone who's going to jump over you or blow by past you um, from what I've seen. So that kind of makes me a little bit worried, but I've just put him above Jade Ivey just because he's six for 10, basically. Um, and, um, you know, there is some nice things to see there. Um, as a comp, I, I sort of see him more as like a Julius Randle or like a less athletic Blake Griffin. Um, I've seen some people compare him to like Camelo Anthony, and I just can't. I can't get around that. He's he's nowhere near the scorer that Mello is. Um, you know, the lack of defense might be might be good, but yeah, I, I see more of a, a Randall or a Blake Griffin kind of type. What what are your thoughts on Ben Kerr? Are, are you higher on him than I am?
1: Yeah, I'm pretty high on him. He's got a lot of um, a lot of positive things that you look for when you go to scout things. Yeah, he does. Um, the and that includes, you know, he can pretty much score from anywhere, everywhere. Interior scorer, he's got a good shot on him. He's got a pretty good ball handling skills, especially for someone six foot ten. Yeah. Um, he really is quite good. And he's also a good passer, so he's he one is. of those guys. He's obviously, um, you know, not in the league of, of Cade Cunningham, but he, he he has a lot of tools in his bag. Um, and for that reason, I think that's why he he's gone so high on my list, just because he does have a lot of positives on display, and I think he could be a number one option. Um, you know, on, on a team depends on who drafts him, but I, I could I could see someone re- that's really going all their chips um, with someone like ben Caro. So um, I'm pretty positive. The one thing the fault is the defensive effort, and and that's what we've kind of spoke, what you touched on, and and that is really is only um, negative that people have been mentioning. And and I do uh, I was watching some tape, and he is getting blown by here and there, and and I, I do understand it. Um, so he is six ten, so he he may have to. Um, have some kind of scheme based around that if, if it never really does shape up but I think the offensive talent is still there you see someone like a Luka Doncic for example he's nothing really defensively but so incredible offensively I don't think Ben obviously is going to be on that level yeah. but I, I guess that's what, some kind of cause I still think he can be a pretty pretty awesome player um, and, and have a lot of plays run through him with his um, facet of skills
0: yeah I th- I think this comes down to just like a preference thing I think I think the more I've done a bit more of this draft research stuff, I've really discovered my preference as like, if I'm a team builder, if I'm a GM and I, I mean, I'm wearing my Celtics shirt, Um, you know, hopefully by the time this video comes out and you've watched it, we're up three, two. Uh, But, (laughs) but I really like what the Celtics have done in terms of, they've got five guys on the court that can all defend, Um, you know, pretty much all of them can play make. Um, They're all big. So I think, I think, when i 'm building a, a roster, I really prioritize defense or at least someone who 's serviceable, if not a net positive on on the defensive side of things and i'm just i 'm just worried about. Ben Caro's ability to do that. Now, he could come out and prove me wrong. He has the physical tools. So, obviously, he's got the the size. I do worry about his little lateral quickness. And I don't know how long... He doesn't appear super long to me like a Jabari and a, and a Holmgren does. But that might just be because he's a bit bigger. That might be an optical illusion sort of things. I'd, I'd love to see his um, wingspan at the, at the combine and his measurements and, and sort of get a better idea there. But... I do just have that worry, but it's so it's just enough for me to put him a tier below those other guys. Um, I couldn't really get behind drafting him number one. The only team that sort of makes sense the most might be like a Orlando Magic because they've already got a bunch of length and defense on their side. So so perhaps he fits in a team like that. But even then, I think I'd probably rather Jabari Smith in that scenario, um, and and just have a bit be a bit more confident with the shooting. Um, you know, I don't. I don't think he's at. He's a good enough ball handler and a playmaker to be the primary initiator. Like he's not. He's not Luka Doncic. He's he's a secondary playmaker on a team, in my opinion, uh, or at least on a good team. And so, for that reason, that kind of caps his upside in my eyes. But um, I still have him obviously third overall, um, battling with that Jaden Ivey spot. I I really like Jaden Ivey. I I I think he. The only thing that keeps him here is the fact that he's he's shorter than a lot of these other guys. Um, I am you know you hear the comparisons and and this is my my comp to him he's like a Ja Morant, Russell Westbrook sort of type player obviously super athletic super fast can jump out the gym he's he's got good size 6 foot 4 at the guard position i just my only question is is he a point guard if he's if he's a genuine point guard and he can run the ball through him he jumps ahead of Paolo Banchero and he could probably be in tier 1 for me but i don't know if he is i don't know if it's like the um the offense he was in. Obviously, they had a few other guards in their team. I, yeah. Obviously, we're not we're not in those those training drills or those um workouts, so we we don't have all the information. But I don't know if I think he is like a Jamarant, a, a, a you know primary playmaker and a point guard on an NBA team, or if he's more of that, you know. Two guard that can that can do stints at the point. If he's that, then that's kind of where I see him. Maybe even a step below. But what what are your thoughts on Jade Ivy and his uh, upside?
1: Um, yeah, he's definitely has those flashes, doesn't he? He jumps out of the out of the bloody floorboards and um, on the yeah. fast break in the open court, he is so deadly and lethal. Um, when I first started watching him, I, I kind of actually got reminded a bit of um, John Wall, just with the explosion and the yeah. open court. He's he's awesome, um, but yeah, he doesn't really have that passing. So I, I've Kind of consider him more as a, as a combo guard, not your leading point guard. Yeah. Probably even more the two. Um, he, he, there are some flashes, I guess, with the Westbrook with some of his moves. Even Westbrook, when he came out of college, had question marks of putting him at point guard. That's right. That's why, um, that's why
0: I, ha- I thought that Westbrook comparison was better. Now, hopefully he's got a better IQ than Westbrook, which has obviously been his downfall of his career. But he, he did kind of make that transition to point somewhat mm. well.
1: And, and so i'm kind of i think two pretty good um i've got donovan mitchell i think is a pretty good comp yeah, I've heard that. um cuz he's he's a good combo guard pretty athletic as well so I, I i think he could fill those kind of shoes um maybe a little bit more athletic um and then maybe even a victor oladipo before the injuries um i i, I kind of see jaden Ivey in that kind of ball house as well
0: yeah, yeah, I, I I really like him. I think I think he's got like you know you, you here he's like the the son of like a, a, a WNBA player who's now a basketball coach, and I think his his dad was a wide receiver. Like the genetics are just <laughs> just out of this world, and obviously he's grown up uh, in a basketball family. So he's you, you know you'd hope that the IQ was there and the basketball smarts are there. So I I actually. I've got a soft spot for Jaden Ivey and and the more I talk about it the more I'm I'm talking about I'm talking myself into putting him over Bancaro but um, that's just more of my preference um I would love to see him go to a team where he gets a chance to be the number one point guard but I I don't see what that team would be with a lot of these players and teams picking at the top of the uh lottery maybe maybe it's Indiana and and um you know, he moves to the point guard there, or they do kind of like a fifty-fifty split. I'm not sure, but uh, I'm very excited to see Jaden Ivey in the NBA. Let's move on to the next tier. I know we haven't talked about your boy here, but in this next tier, this is where I this is where I play Shaden Sharp in my tier three. And also in that tier, which you have in your next tier, I've also got Jalen Duran, um, who is my sixth-ranked player. Um, so before we get to Duran, um, we'll finish off with your tier one guy that we didn't mention in Shaden Sharp. Obviously, he's the mystery box. He's the guy that um, obviously didn't play in college. He came out of high school early, you know, entered the draft under weird circumstances. Um, you know, said he was going to play... But obviously, you know, there was a lot of hype around his draft pick. And obviously, you know, when you you know you're gonna be a top ten pick, you, you declare for the draft. It's a smart thing to do. Lock that away. Um, but yeah, what what do you what do you thought? What do you think about um Shaden Sharp? What have you seen, basically? Like it's it's hard to know like what we've all watched and what kind of film and information we all have because it's um it's all a bit murky right now. Um,
1: I, I I've been through a few of like some high school videos and and there was some like all American game I saw him playing something like that as well, um, and, and and that's just because he I mean that's all that's out there right yeah um, he, he was the number one ranked player um, before the college season this season he, he was so um, he was the number one projected you
0: know, he was the projected number one pick on ESPN yeah. site for the two thousand and twenty three draft yeah. um, just so just so the listeners can clarify that.
1: Yeah, So projected number one pick for, for next year um, He didn't go to college He decided to stay in Canada I'm not too sure what the whole reasoning was But he pretty much just said I'm just going to get ready for the season Essentially yeah. and, and now he's declared So um, we haven't seen him at all In college ball but from what I've seen He, he does honestly look like You know it was the number one pick um, On ESPN for, for a reason yeah. The man can do everything He's 6'6", he, he has crazy skills He can shoot, he is Probably one of the most athletic people in this dra- in this draft, in my opinion. He reminds me a bit of Anthony Edwards um, with that respect, just because he is just a, a total athlete. Anthony Edwards is um, quite a unique specimen in, in himself, but I, I do see some shades of that in, in Shaden Sharp. So there's a lot of positives there, but it is really hard to classify him just because we don't have as much footage on him, and and there is a bit of hesitancy for that for that reason.
0: Yeah, yeah, it is There is that hesitancy because if you think about, um, you know this year's draft. So going into this year's draft, I know it's it's always been a bit weird these last couple of years with COVID and things like that and limited visibility and obviously it, it's still affecting or affected teams very much so this season. But going into this season, you had players like uh, Jaden Hardy or uh, Patrick Baldwin Jr. Those guys who were the top ranked prospects or, or up up there in the top-ranked prospects, Usman Diang is another name that comes to mind, that uh, Nikola Jokic, um, not, not the NBA Nikola Jokic, but the other one. Um, you know, those guys were <sighs> top 10 prospects heading into this season, and they didn't perform, you know, so, you know, and they're not lottery considerations, or I don't think, at least we'll, we'll go through them, that they're lottery considerations this year. So it, it's hard coming out of high school and that kind of level of talent and projecting and skipping a step, going straight to the NBA. Um, Look, I think he he can do it. Like from what we've seen, he's got the body, he's got the size, he's got the skills and athleticism. Um, But it's just, I don't think you can select him over the four names that we've selected, we've talked about so far with that risk involved. I think that those other guys are just more sure things. Um, I've got him up here simply based on the upside, um, so if I'm like, say I'm an OKC or something like that, and I miss out in the top four, 100% I'm, I'm drafting Shaden Sharp just because he is just the highest upside player, and I need a star if I'm that franchise. Um, but there is, there is some risk there, definitely. And, um, you know. We haven't seen him in person, so we don't have all the information. Um, I want to throw some comps your way. You mentioned, uh, who did you mention? Anthony Edwards. Anthony I don't know. Edwards, yep. Anthony Edwards is a freak athlete. Um, like <laughs> Probably one of the best athletes we've had in a long time. Um, so I don't know if he's got that level of athleticism. But I think that's
1: fair enough. Maybe I've got another comp. Maybe like a Paul George. Um, actually, yeah. I think it's probably better is a is a better comparison in my opinion because he can get to the rim, real crafty, and can definitely shoot the lights out as well.
0: Yep, I, I like it. I like it. I'll, I'll throw you one of my my throwback ones. I've got a Andre Iguodala, like a Philadelphia Andre Iguodala, is um, <laughs> is my comp for him. Um, maybe. I I don't know. I've heard some, some criticisms about his shot consistency. Again, I've heard some people say that in high school, his shooting percentages and shot selection wasn't the best. But then I've heard some people say that he's improved that a lot. Again, it's really hard with no statistics to back it up and to sort of know. So until I see it over a long stretch of time I'm not going to assume that he's a lights out shooter like a Paul George or something like that so so my my comp is an Andre Iguodala someone who you know he's got that good size he's got that good vertical he's he's actually pretty decently strong as well Um, you know he's got a little bit of playmaking and from what I can hear he's got the length and ability to be a good defender in the in the NBA as well so uh, what are your thoughts on uh, Iggy as a as a comp
1: whenever I think Iggy, I, I always in, in my mind I think he's one of the best primitive defenders, like literally ever. Um I have him up there. You know, if you want to like, you know, raid maybe a, a you know, you got Scottie Pippen, um, you got wow. Michael Jordan, you got players. Uh, iggy is an incredible primitive defender. I just want to put that out there. Yeah. Um so look, I don't think that when I think Shedon Sharps, so he's just like I think it's more the pool I like the Paul George comparison personally.
0: Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Maybe, maybe more offense for defense. I don't know. It's, it's hard to tell. I mean, he's got the, he's got the size for, for, to be an excellent defender, but obviously you're taking more into account there. But, um, let's talk about my next guy here. At number six, I've got Jalen Duran. We'll we'll start to go through your tier two now here. So, um, uh, actually before we start to talk about Jalen Duran, let's go through your tier two, which I think we've got another five names here.
1: Okay, so my my tier two, I'll, I'll run through them now. Um, number six, I had Keegan Murray. Uh, number seven, I had Benedict um I then had um, Johnny Davis at the eighth, um, AJ Griffin for nine, and Jalen Duran for 10. Well, once again, I probably could shuffle these around. I think it really does depend on what team is where, um, but I think most of these guys... Um, I, I kind of met maybe on the same level. Maybe one guy I could could knock out, um, but I'm pretty comfortable where I landed.
0: Yeah, I, look, I think we've got, we've all got like pretty similar um, names in my tier four. I've got a lot of other guys. I've actually got I've got two more that I'll add to the list. Um, this is where I actually think between. Tier 1 and Tier 2, so your top 4, both our top 4s, um, there's a significant drop-off, at least in confidence for me in Shaden Sharp. Maybe Shaden Sharp is in that group, but I'm just not confident at this stage. Um, Jalen Duran, I've got in the same tier as Shaden Sharp, but his upside is probably nowhere near it. I'm just more confident than I am with him and Sharp. So they're kind of in a tier, but they're very very different stages for me. This, yeah, next I mean, tier- well, J-
1: Jalen Duran is like he'll be a fantastic NBA player, but I think his ceiling is just a great role player.
0: Yeah, that's right. So
1: that's a different category. I think, to obviously, a franchise core piece.
0: Yeah, so I guess it determ- it depends on your philosophy and what you're drafting for, and what team is drafting at that position as to what you want. But this next tier here, I think there is nothing between these guys like I could flip-flop on so many of these players and a lot of them are quite similar like I've got a big chunk of all these wings um, so I run through my tier four I'll, I'll sort of I'll mesh Duran into this tier as well so we've got Jalen Duran at six at seven I've got Benedict Matherin at eight I've got AJ Griffin nine I've got Keegan Murray ten which you didn't have in here I've got Tari Eason um, and then at 11, another player you didn't have, I've got Dyson Daniels, and then at 12, I've got Johnny Davis. So, um, a lot of those wing players and a couple of like big guards at the end there as well, um, all clumped together. I think there's a lot of things in going in here. I'm, I'm looking at age as well. So I've, I've sort of faded a couple of the older guys in, in Keegan Murray, Tari Eason down a little bit lower. Some of the younger guys in Duran and Benedict and AJ Griffin up a bit higher, but a lot of these guys are very similar to me. And, and it's sort of depending on team need. Like if you need a bit more shooting then AJ Griffin, Matherin are up there. If you need a bit more defense, then maybe Eason and Murray are a bit higher, but, um, I do think that these guys are all fairly close together. Um, you've got Keegan Murray at the top of the tier here. Uh, what's your thoughts about him beating out the rest of them?
1: Yeah, look, I, I didn't feel that good about it. As I said, this tier, I think you, I could flip coins. That it depends on the team a lot as well. Yeah, um, I just kind of put him there and, and kind of the Jabari Smith rationale. I think he's probably... The most solid, most reliable out of all of yeah. them. Weirdly enough, I think he can just be a good
0: NBA player. Can he's do the a bit best of everything. player, obviously. Right now, he's um, you
1: know, exactly. He's solid. Um, he's got a good arsenal in terms of tools. He's a reasonable defender. He really has got a lot of the Jabari Smith things. He's just not on that level. Uh, that's why it's the second tier. So I guess that's why I've kind of put him at six. Um, but in terms of team needs, I've, I've no, um, you know, there's nothing wrong with you know maybe reaching for someone else a bit above him. But I, look, I do like. Hegan Murray, uh, he, he had a great scoring kind of performance in college this season, uh, 23 and a half points a game, 38% from the three point um, range. So that, that looks really promising. Two blocks as well. So he's pretty much just doing a bit of everything. Um, the, the only real down part is, yeah, it's the age. So he's 21 um, and a half years old. So he'll be turning uh, so I 22, he'll be 22 this year. By so by the
0: time he's drafted, yeah.
1: Exactly. He is up there. Um, and, and look, Obviously, genuinely, I guess that can be a negative, but yeah, players like Des Bane who, who comes out and he slides for his age, and he's obviously a great, fantastic player. Um, sometimes the age should come into it, and sometimes um, you just obviously take the best player if he's there. And I think this guy is just a, a great fit for really any NBA team.
0: Yeah, like obviously he's, he's again, like a pretty prototypical four-man. I don't know if he could be a center in the NBA. I don't know if that is in his future, but I do think that he is definitely some of those guys, you know, the switchable um, guys with size. Um, He's he's scored a lot in college in the post. I don't know if that's going to be his role in the NBA. He's probably going to be a bit more of a slasher, more of a cutter. Um, And if he can continue to show that jump shot and and keep that uh, efficiency uh, moving forward. I think that that's going to do him a of well. I'll throw you my comparisons here. I've got uh, my modern one is a Pascal Siakam. And uh, an old school yeah. one I've got is a Sean Marion, obviously with a bit of a different jump shot. But uh, in terms of their stat <laughs> profile, if you look at them, they're actually very, very similar. Uh, so the Matrix Sean, Maris, Sean Mar- Marion ugh, is um, is my old school comp. What are, you, what are your thoughts there, Cal?
1: Look, look, Sean Marion was a great, great player for a very, very long time. He was time. a very so good player, especially, in that, that, fast good, pace.
0: especially mm. in that fast-paced Suns team. So if you can get him on a team that's got a good guard and a good fast pace, I think he can do really well.
1: Yep, yep. Um, I, I like the Pascal Siakam comp a bit better. Um, as you know, maybe this is why I probably have him uh, at the the top of this tier Um, You know, when we play, I love a good spin move. I'm always spinning right. (laughs) That's all I do. Um, Likewise for Pascal Siakam. He loves a spin move. And likewise for Keegan Murray, he loves a good spin. So... Um, maybe there's a bit of bias there, but but yeah, um, that's, that's a lot of his offense. That's why he scores a lot. Um, he, he just gets in people's faces and it just rolls in.
0: Well, I'm surprised <laughs> you didn't have another guy that we'll talk about later. But um, let's go on to the next guy in your list, Benedict Matherin. Um, he's obviously got a little bit of a hype off the tournament, but uh, for good reason, I think. I think he's obviously that classic... Now, we use the word 3 and D um, a lot when we're talking about draft prospects. I don't know if... The defense is quite there as much as the three is, um, but he's super athletic. He's bouncy. He's got a beautiful looking shot. Um, I think he's he's obviously a younger guy than, than some of these other guys in Murray and Eason, um, but I think he's yeah he's someone that should fill a role in pretty much any team in the NBA.
1: Yeah, yeah, still much kick Murray. I've gone on with Benedict here because he's is I think he's just a really safe pick. I think he's just gonna be a solid role player. Um I think most of these guys probably will be role players within this tier. Um and Benedict, Benedict I think, um, yeah. He can shoot the three already. He's super athletic, and that, and that should help in defense. His defense probably has a, a bit of way to go, but I, I think he's got, obviously, the tools there. Um, so for that reason, I think he probably will get selected around this range uh, just because of, of, of the things he's kind of showed. As you said, um, he did have a pretty good hot streak at the end. Um, I mean, look, 38% from three. As well, 17 and a half points is, is no joke um, in college basketball. So he's got a lot of um, positives there. So uh, I think it's a pretty safe pick. Whoever drafts, um, this guy has got a, a good core stone for a long time.
0: Do you think Do you think the guys of this list are all-stars? Do you see any all-stars in this list?
1: In, in his tier?
0: In his tier, sorry.
1: Yeah. Um, I, weirdly, I weirdly think um, my, my next pick maybe have that ceiling, but he's also got a, a much... Uh, he's got a lower floor, so I think I think Johnny Davis, if if everything goes well, could be an all star, uh, just because of the flashes, yeah. Um, and and he looks great. He can do do some pretty cool up and under. He's a mid range beast. Um, but what comes to that is like you know sometimes some bad field goal and and things like that. So if someone really gave him the keys and said you know go get yours, um, probably on a bad team I I could see Johnny Davis maybe being an all star, but but outside of that I think in this tier probably not.
0: Yeah, I don't think I see any all stars in here. I, I maybe maybe an AJ Griffin in this tier. I I, I think um, Jalen Duran, who for me is in a, a tier above, I could see being an all star as well as one of like the big guys if he really blossoms and, and hits his potential. Um, so I I, mean, I see
1: him like a, a Robert Williams. Yeah. Do you think Robert Williams for example will be an All-Star? I, I just don't think he would.
0: Uh on a, like a number 1 seed team, he could definitely be, if, especially Robert Williams with a, with a few more points per game. Like uh, in my opinion, like Robert Williams is one of the best defenders in the NBA. Um and if he, you know, I know All-Stars is, you know, it's not the best marker for success, but it's um you know, if he's on a good team as a number 1 defender, you know, he could be an All-Defensive kind of player. He can be you know a, a an all-star center in a league that doesn't have that many centers, good uh, centers. I think he has that upside. Um, I, whether or not he gets there, I'm not super confident, but I do think that that is it is a possibility. Uh, yeah, it's and just same because, with
1: like all, all he is, is is like a rim runner. I think that's most of his offenses. Rim running, you know, he'll screen. He's also has a lot of intensity as well to get offensive read in. But in terms of... I see a bit of passing, bit of passing um,
0: there, a bit, bit of offensive potential. I don't know, the jump shot, it's not completely broken.
1: <laughs> Which is that know, a good thing? Yeah, is that, is that a high praise? I don't know. <laughs> uh, but but I was going to say, in terms of like more your running uh, centers who, who've made it to the All-Stars in, in recent history, you've got players like, a, I guess, a Rudy Gobert yeah. and um, maybe a DeAndre Jordan... Um, so, if you, you think Jalen Duran, um, are, are they comps in your eyes?
0: Yeah, yeah, I could definitely see that. I see him. Yeah, I, I, my favorite one is the um, is the Robert Williams. Um, the other old school comp that I've got with him is like a Ben Wallace kind of type. Just that like guy who's just really big really big physical. Like he's he's like people have compared him to Dwight Howard. I don't know if I'd go that far, but he's just like super strong, super physical, and there's there's obviously a lot of defensive potential there. So as a ceiling, he could he could hit that kind of level. But um, you know, yeah, DeAndre Jordan, I don't mind as a comparison as well. But I do see a little bit more playmaking and a bit more IQ than than a player like that, perhaps. Um, let's let's keep moving on, on to uh, AJ Griffin, who you've got at nine. I've got at eight, so both both very similar. Um, obviously, he's got a bit of an injury history. Um, he was obviously super athletic coming out of high school. Um, hasn't shown as much of that athleticism in college coming off um, his injury. I think it was a dislocated patella, which is uh, no joke. That's, that's a pretty serious injury. And obviously, um, with a little bit of knowledge in this field, um, it, it gives me a bit of pause to concern that he. I don't know if he's going to get that explosiveness back Um, it's a very crucial part of the body in terms of force translation when we're going from you know the feet up towards um, the the larger muscle groups in our quads so um, I've got my concerns there but he obviously shot the ball really really well so um, I would compare him to someone like a my comparison here is a a larger a six foot six and a longer um, Desmond Bain who's obviously got a bit more youth on his size than Bain uh, had coming out of the draft. So maybe a slightly higher ceiling as well. He's he's like a, a Desmond Bain in a Jimmy Butler body uh, would be the best way for me to describe him to someone who's never seen him play before. Well, what are your thoughts on AJ Griffin and uh, where do you see him in the NBA?
1: Um it's funny you mentioned Jimmy Butler. I saw this one website um saying AJ Griffin was a three point shooting Jimmy Butler. And yeah, I was just thinking him. that's a pretty damn good player.
0: <laughs> yeah, no. He is nowhere near the defender that Jimmy Butler is. Um and, thank and you. And that's what I was much. gonna
1: build off too. I, I think um he look he shoots the damn lights out. Forty eight percent from three point range from yeah. college. It was just money every time. I love his shot as well, it looks beautiful. Um, I do from, for that reason, um, and because of the percentages and because I think there will be probably a lack of defense, I've kind of compared him more to a buddy healed. That's kind of where I have him right now in terms of the floor and hopefully it becomes a better defensive play. He can become into a a better, um, a better player. But I I think when I was watching that video, um, of him on defense, he was getting blown by all the time. I think he was really struggling to stay in front of people and look, yes, maybe he hasn't completely come back from those injuries because he did miss two full years with the knee and ankle injuries um, yeah. in, in, high school. So maybe that is something to do with it. And it can kind of bounce back. He is only 18 and a half years old. So he is young. Super young. Um, so there is, yeah, exactly. So like that's on his side, um, the youth. So maybe, maybe there is a ceiling there for him to really jump up. But when I put him on my board at ninth, I was kind of thinking to myself, Um, this is, just going to be like a three point specialist at this point, just because the, the defense for me definitely was not there. Um, so I've kind of just assumed that.
0: Yeah, no, fair enough. I I think we, we both sort of see him fairly similarly. Um, uh, let, let me talk about these two guys here that you don't have in this, in this tier here. Now, um, to give you a sneak peek on your, your 11 through 14, do you have Tari Eason and Dyson Daniels in your lottery? I
1: do that they're
0: just like in their thirteen and fourteen respectively okay cool um, I, I want to talk about Tari Easton first this this is um, I might be going early here, but this is maybe one of my guys going into this into this <laughs> draft because this man like just look at his stat sheet he fills it up and he did this coming off the bench in in college he is someone who um, is he's got the NBA size talk about comparisons I Body-wise, he's a bit of a Paul George um, sort of body to me, like six foot nine, long, um, bouncy, very athletic. He's... Um my old school comp to him is like a Gerald Wallace if you remember the Charlotte Bobcat days. Yep. Um, you know just one of those really aggressive rim running uh, physical specimens uh, for a modern guy maybe like a Larry Nance Jr. um but maybe with a little bit more upside if you can get the jump shot right. Um but you know, really good defender, really good uh offside weak um weak side help defender, racks up a lot of steals, lots of blocks. Um, someone who, if he can get the offensive side of his game to at least like a decent level, I think he can have a, a really big impact on a, on a good NBA side. What's what are your thoughts about Tari uh, Eason? Are, are you maybe you're not quite as excited as I am, but um, you've obviously got him still in the lottery.
1: Um, look, I, I like Tari Eason. Maybe when we get closer to the draft, I might I might rise him up a bit um, higher. But yeah, look, he, he's definitely a hustler. Um, he plays with a lot of fire. Can shoot the three as well with that length at six foot eight. So you, you could even put him in the same category as um you know the, your Benedict's of, of the world um, because they are quite similar. But yeah, well, two steals a game and one point one blocks a game in college. That's pretty awesome on the defensive end. Yeah, um, to go with that three point shooting and and to go like seventeen points a game at sixty one percent true shooting. So he's even just been pretty efficient um all all, all the way through. So Um, And I I love it when someone mentions, you know, hustle as as one of their um, kind of perks, because, you know, you see that like a player like Scotty Barnes, for example, when you have someone that big who hustles, um, it's just it's just such a net positive for your team.
0: Yeah, he's. Uh, I, I actually, I think his upside is, is fairly high. I don't know if he's ever going to be an all star, but you know, contributing to winning basketball, I think he's got that. And uh, my fantasy uh, boys and girls out there, keep an eye on this man because he, he can put up stats if he gets the opportunity. And if you know, once those big guys come off the uh, the board, you know, those top four or five picks, I think I think this guy is uh, right up there. You know, he and Keegan Murray can definitely fill the stat sheet. Um, so from a fantasy point of view, I'd actually have him higher than this. Um, and the other guy here I want to talk about is the. Yossi, Dyson Daniels. I'm surprised you talked about uh, spin moves. This man has got, you know, he loves a spin move into a floater in the paint. Um, I I actually think that he is going to be a very good role player in the NBA. Um, You know, not much of a ceiling. I don't think there's much of a ceiling. But in terms of safe picks, um, you know, around that sort of, you know, pick 10, and above kind of spot. I think that this guy is going to be contributing to good basketball. Very cerebral type of player. You know, he's got good defense, a really good, um, you know, reaction speed. He's got good passing instincts. He's got a really nice floater, good touch in the paint. Um, His shooting is probably his biggest weakness, but I think of... His shot doesn't look broken or anything like that, so I think that that can come along. Um, so uh, my comp to him now, this is probably a bit above his ceiling, but he's like a like a Manu Ginobili kind of type, or like a Derek White kind of type. Just that guy who just plays excellent defense, a good facilitator. You know, just the perfect kind of player you'd want on your team.
1: Um, I, I've got a, when I was watching him, I had an interesting comp that came to mind. Um, so we'll, we'll see if you agree. I thought he was a less athletic Lonzo Ball, um, athletic just because Lonzo he ball. liked to push it. Yeah, okay. I thought he was smart. I, just the way he played, he really would like in the open court push it, get the open man a lot. Like what we saw with um, the Lonzo balls of the world, especially back in when he was at college or even his first year with yeah, the Lakers, he was always running through and, and kicking at the people. Um,
0: I don't mind. Uh, I, it. Of, I don't mind it. I, I think maybe Lonzo has a like a bit more of that vision that that maybe Dyson, like, isn't quite to that level.
1: I think Dyson, I agree with it. that, but I also think Dyson is a is a pretty good facilitator. Like, he will see oh, yeah, the yeah, man, you'll find
0: him. Yeah.
1: Um, Lonzo Bull, yeah, he's probably elite on that level. But I think um, the, the comparison, uh, it, it made sense when I was watching him. I, I could see uh, definitely some similarities uh, between the two. But as I said, look, less athletic, less explosive. But also plays defense. You'll see him get a lot of blocks on people like your Lonzo Ball. He, yep. he definitely does hustle. Similar size, yeah, the six kind of frame. So, um, yeah, hopefully, he can,
0: hopefully he can develop the shot like Lonzo has. And then, yeah, mm. if he does, he'd be a very valuable player. Um, so, you, you, you're making me even more excited, man. I might even bump it up a bit further. But, no, the Aussie, <laughs> I've got to represent. Uh, I do think that he is... Um, someone that is creeping up my board ever since I've been you know preparing for this so um yeah pretty pretty happy with him at 11 there and then I've got we mentioned before Johnny Davis at 12 my thing about Johnny Davis is i don't know this is again a bit more of a preference thing i don't know if i like these guys that are bucket getters if they're not if they're not the best of the best, you know what I mean. I, I one of my comparisons from last year's draft is like a James Booknight, where I had the same kind of issues, <laughs> just like these guys that are, you know, oh they're a bucket man, they're a bucket, but it's like they're inefficient. Um, the thing I like about Johnny Davis is he's actually a pretty decent defender and he's long, um, so I, I, I like that a bit better than than a Booknight. Um, but and I, and still look, have- I, I
1: had the exact same reasoning. I was watching him. He, he's legit kind of 6'6", six, six bigger, and he does play defense. Yeah. And that's kind of why I put him where he is. Because so I still think even at a minimum, um, like he, he, he is a bucket getter. If he, if he just comes off the bench, he could fill a role pretty well and you could still really get him to just play defense in certain lineups as well. So I, I think he definitely could facilitate and be a great role player. Yeah. Um, and, and and with the you do find with some of these guys, especially when they are more of a scorer, when you get more space to work with like they do in the NBA, Um, maybe there is some untapped potential there. So that's why, as I was saying to you before, if someone gave him the keys and and everything worked out for him, I could imagine a world where, where he does become an all-star, um, just based off his two way. And he's, he's got crazy skills, man. Like footwork is awesome. Um, he he can do it all. That mid-range game is great to see, and and the fans love it. So I could see him getting voted in for that reason.
0: Yeah, I I could definitely see it. He's he's on the older side, twenty years old. Obviously, he's, he's younger than someone like Atari Eason or or like a. Um, who was the other guy? Uh, Keegan Murray as well. So he's not the, the oldest prospect in the world. So he does have a little bit on his side that way. But, um, uh, yeah, I, I, like, he's in the same tier for me as all these other guys. He's just, you know, towards the bottom just because I, I, like a little bit of the other guys a bit better. Let's go on to these last tiers here. Um, your tier three and my tier five. Um, uh, we've mentioned your 13 and 14 as Tari Isen and Dyson Daniels. Who are your 11 and 12?
1: Um, so my eleven and twelve. I'm gonna probably butcher this name, but um, Akai Agbaji. Um, I believe
0: it's um, Ochi Agbaji. Okay, there we go. Ochi Agbaji.
1: Um, it's, it's a tough one. Hit me That's in the comments if
0: I butchered that. I'm sorry. <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's probably the toughest name in the draft, I think for sure. Um, so look, he, he he's my number eleven, and then my number twelve. I went with EJ Liddell, yep. um, who, who I do like. But we'll talk about. Um, First. Um, I barge first. first. I kind of think he's just that versatile wing. Everyone's looking for him, um, and that's kind of why I, I put him where he is. Yes, look, he is a bit older, um, yeah. which is probably why he is falling, but I think he's just got a lot of good tools. Um He can do everything. He's a great three-point shooter, shot 41% um, from college, averaged about 20 points a game. So in terms of what he can do, um, he can do it all. He's a really good, versatile defender. Um, he gets slung to a team straight away, someone who needs help. Um. Uh, so for that reason, you know, a, a Des Bane comp, I probably think is a good one. He's not as probably built as Des Bane, um. But but I think he's just somebody who can come in straight away and and really just make a positive influence on a team. And As yeah. this look, everyone everyone wants wings, right? Everyone wants him.
0: Yeah, I, I I agree. I think he's a, a prototypical sort of wing in the NBA. Um, I'm I'm a bit down on his ceiling, so he won't make an appearance in my um. In my lottery, but in saying that, this next tier, I've got two players listed on the video here. But in actual fact, there's probably about fifteen players that, like right now, like after these top twelve players, my confidence in a lot of these guys just dramatically drops. Um, I think this draft after the first ten or so guys, it's um, it's it's honestly pretty poor. After this, I could mix and match a lot of these guys um, personally. So um, I'd probably have Jabaji, you know, in that sort of – Middle to late teens in the draft so mid mid first round, um, just depending on what you 're looking for for me it 's really just the age thing i think i 've got a few of these other guys that I think that will be better by the time they 're his age, um, or at least have a bit of a higher upside. But if you just want you know some of those competing teams that are trying to get a bit better that want an immediate impact, then then he definitely can do that he, obviously he 's had a big showing in the tournament and um, put it some really big clutch shots and um, you know he's got good size um at that position so i think he's he's a he's a good role player um I don't know if he's maybe he can be a starting player in a good team or you know a good rotation player on a on a on a great team would probably be where I'd peg him, but I don't see much more upside than that personally, which is sort of why he falls a little bit further behind some of these other guys. Yeah, um, yeah.
1: Look, I put him here just because I know everyone, someone probably will grab him around this range, just because um, it's the wing that's athletic,
0: can yeah. and, and wants. everyone wants it. Yeah, everyone wants yeah. it. That's for sure. Um, who's, let's talk about your next guy, EJ Liddell. Um, yeah, have you spent much time at EJ Liddell? I have. I like. I like what he, in theory, what he could be. <laughs> um, I just. I that's kind of what I'm going off as yeah, well. Yeah, I don't know if it, like, if it happens. Um, I think it's like a. You know, we get enamored with these like six foot seven guys that, you know, could potentially play like a big power forward or, or center and block shots and switch and, you know, Draymond Green's everyone's favorite name to to throw her out there. But yeah, I I, I don't know. I, I just think that that combination is so rare to actually pull off that I, I just doubt it works. But if it does, I don't know. Would, would like, you agree? Yeah, look,
1: th- this guy plays hard, man. And, and that's what I like seeing about him. He... He's like the master of the chase down block. The amount of chase yeah, down block highlights this guy has is ridiculous. Hence why he averages two point six blocks a game in yeah. college, which is pretty pretty crazy. That's that's a pretty high number. And at six foot seven, that's um yeah, that's pretty impressive. Yep. Yeah. And, and and he's built like a house as well. He's just yeah. a big dude. Um he, he's a bit older, 21 and twenty one and a half. Yeah. Um so he is probably sliding in drafts a bit for that reason. But but I, I think he's got a lot of the fundamentals there. He, he averaged you know, almost 20 points, 19 and a half, um, with those blocks, eight rebounds and, and, and can shoot the three-pointer pretty well, 37 and a half percent, um, from the line. So I I think, I think that's pretty, uh, pretty good tools. Um, especially with such a frame that definitely is the potential for the small ball lineup. Um, I I can see like his body type kind of remind me a bit of like a PJ Tucker. Um, but he's just like goes out the blocks a little bit longer. Um, and, 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 Um, obviously a bit more aggressive in terms of on the offensive end as well. So there's a lot of positive signs. I I think he really could be a great role player in this league
0: yeah I, I, I don't I don't hate it at all I think like I said these guys are all very much clumped together for me and you know I, I usually like to release my big board you know one through 30 before the draft and I could easily have him swapping in and out um, there's a lot of guys that I'm still not very sure about that are that are coming into this kind of range um, they're not going to make my board but but a shout out to players like tightita Washington uh, Usman um, you know players... Yeah, who we saw by the way in, in we, did person saw it, see. In, we saw in him earlier we saw him early in the season and he was not doing as well uh, at that time of the season, but he had a very strong finish to the uh, the NBL season, so um, did put him back on the maps. You know, players like Patrick Baldwin Jr., which I have no idea how to evaluate. Uh, Kendall Brown, you know, all these kind of guys. Jaden Hardy is another one who I'm finding really hard to peg down. Uh, all these guys are in that kind of mix uh, for me, but the two guys that I've slotted into this spot at 13, I've got Jeremy Sohan. Uh, and at fourteen i 've got uh, the center from Duke mark williams so um, i 'll start off by talking about jeremy sohan how much How much uh, work have you have you done with Jeremy Sohan and was he close to making your um your lottery there
1: um, He was in consideration um, he was definitely around the that mid teens um, for yeah. me personally. Um, there was someone coming off the bench. He's pretty young, yeah. uh, but he's got a lot of really good capable skills. He's actually a really kind of good passer, I think, for his size um, as well. Six foot nine, good frame, yep. big body at 230. Uh, I do like his um, basketball IQ um, as well. He probably just needs a bit of work um, on his shooting. Yeah. That's probably one of the knocks for him.
0: Yeah, I think I think obviously, you know, the size again, you know, he's that he's that typical guy. You compare him to someone like a Franz Wagner last year or even some people have thrown out Scotty Barnes, which let's let's pump the brakes on that one a little bit. And can we stop with the Draymond Green comparisons? <laughs> like my God, just because someone is six foot seven to six foot nine, plays decent defense and, and is a good passer. They're not Draymond Green. Please stop it. I see this way too often. Um, I'm looking at you, Um, (laughs) (laughs) Ringer.com. Draymond Green is one of the most unique players um, in history. Oh, it, it really grinds my gears. He's one of the best defenders of all time. Can we please pump the brakes there? Uh, but I do like the potential. Obviously, there's it's, the key word there is potential. There's no, there's no sure thing about this guy, but I like his length. I like his ability to facilitate a little bit. He's not a primary ball handler like Scotty Barnes was in college. Like, he was the point guard in college. Um, Jeremy Sohan was not that. He was coming off the bench. He was a secondary facilitator and showed good passing instincts, but was not doing it to the volume that I think you would Need to be confident for that to translate to the NBA. So for that reason, he's probably the highest, maybe one of the highest upside guys in this range. But at, by no more, no means am I super confident. But um, he makes it there for that alone. And then uh, and then Mark Williams is a bit of a safe one for me. A bit of a boring pick. I don't love it. He's he's your traditional center. I compare him to someone like a Tyson Chandler or like a. Samuel D'Alembe, who's a bit of an old-school throwback or a Clint Capella kind of type, you know, he's a rim runner, he's a vertical spacer, you know, uh, f- over four blocks per game in, in college basketball, really good timing, you know, a very decent athlete, but he's, he's never going to be a shooter. He's not going to stretch the floor. He's very limited in terms of ball handling or playmaking. So, you know, he could be a starting center in the league as basically his upside, but that's pretty much it. Um, but you know, I do think that that is still important to have that rim protection presence and that vertical spacing presence. Um, so I think that he's kind of slots in here. But I don't love it. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not loving this this point in the draft uh, at this point. What are your thoughts on uh, Mark Williams?
1: Um, yeah, you pretty much touched on what, what what he's there for. It's a big center, big center. I think it'll be a solid core piece, even if he ends up being someone that comes off the bench for a while. Maybe he will get into a starting role. Uh, He's got that seven foot and seven, seven foot, seven inch wingspan um, wingspan. while being seven foot tall. So as a reason he's getting a lot of blocks, he will definitely intimidate a lot of people at the rim. Um, It is just, um, you know, like with a lot of problems with your seven footers, it's just that lack of um, lateral quickness on the perimeter. Um, So for that reason, he could get played out of certain games, um, which is why I think when, when he definitely starts in this league, I think he will be around that mid teen um, in terms of a pick and and Anselm would just give him some good spot in minutes as a bit of a shot blocker. Um, so uh, look, maybe he will start someday, but I'm not, not super high on him. As you said, at this point in the draft, it is a bit tough, isn't it? Um, it's, it's hard to judge these guys. I'm not as confident as I was last draft. Um, and I will say last draft looks like a historically good draft, um, in terms of the amount of depth, um, like last so, year
0: going into the 20s, man, I was like, man, this guy could be, he could be a starter, like maybe even make a couple of, like there were some guys in there, like, you know, there's some guys that I still think, you know, we haven't seen much of, like some of the young dudes that were playing that I still think, you know, uh, a couple of guys on the hall yeah, that look, we haven't don't seen. Don't
1: count out book night. like, like yeah, you're throwing yeah. some hate, he's still young,
0: he's yeah. still young, you know. <laughs> 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 I don't know about night, but, but a few other guys that I, that I am keeping my eye on and I do have some high hopes for, so... Um, That'll do it for us today, guys. Make sure you drop a like if you're watching alone on YouTube. Make sure if you're listening along on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, give us a good good rating. We love to talk about the draft, So if you love draft content, make sure you're subscribed and you look out for our future videos. Um, If you have any questions, comments, or disagree with any of our picks, drop them in the comments on YouTube, and we're happy to have a good chat. And next time, we will see you to talk about some mock drafts. Laters. The recording has stopped.